Hi. You get to see me do all my free intro. All your free intro stuff. Is this just us drinking our respective beverages? Is that what the is that what the fucking people want to pay for? Because that sounds like some shit I offer on my podcasts. <laughs> this is another thing that this is this is my brand. It's just like, hi, wanna listen to me do things, but not like in an ASMR way. Just like some weird gross sounds you didn't ask for. <laughs> See, I, I I was going to Or just me have... opening a Swiss roll. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's on our Patreon, is me meticulously opening a Swiss roll. <laughs> See, I, I would uh, I, I would just edit this out, but it's funnier to just have this be a cold open now. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Jory. This is uh, C- Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion podcast. For this episode, I'm joined by good friend and pal Cat from Summer Twilight Book Club. Hi, y'all. How you doing? It's uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to to have Cat on here. I I enjoy your podcast very much. I, Thank I, you. I think the first like ten minutes of the one with Sahana is me just being like your podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I can't wait to listen to that. No, I I appreciate that. Um, I really enjoy uh, you in general. You're just real good, real good pal. I was listening to the last few. I had listened to. The most recent, like, four or five episodes um, of 294 Note Streak, and then I had gone back to the beginning. So I just listened to your first episode. <laughs> oh, you, as... can, you can tell it's me? <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. It was right after you met me. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, 24 hours after you met me. You're like, hi. Yeah. I'm very tired. I was just yelling with my friends. And I was like, you were yelling vindicated by a dashboard confessional with your friends. <laughs> yeah, <I> sure was. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about King of the Hill. I watched this episode uh, three times because I'm very prepared. I'm a triple Capricorn, bitches. What up? <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that, that you did that much preparation because uh, this episode has all is just like rapid fire of stuff happening and just quick <laughs> jokes and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. The uh, first... The first time I watched it, I immediately thought, this is not enough time to watch this episode. <laughs> there's like just, there's stuff you can just keep picking up on more when you watch it, too. Can can I give the name? Oh, yes. Yes. Is that okay? I'm not going to steal your thunder. Yeah, I'll, I will I will gladly let you do that. Okay, so this is uh, season one, episode 12. Am I correct? Yes, it's the last so episode season finale. of first season. And this is where I think it's something they do in every season finale of the show. I'm not sure if you noticed it, but the theme song is a little bit different than normal. I watched it three times and yet did not notice that. Um, I want to hear how it's different, but I still want to give the title. It is Plastic White Female. So let that sit on your head uh, while we keep talking about things. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm not good at musicking, so I can't exactly describe what's different about it, but if you, if you listen to, like, the regular intro and the, uh, intro for, for this episode, you can tell the difference, but I'm, even though, like you, you said, you, you heard me on a podcast that's specifically about music, and I, I've listened to a lot of music in my life, I can't, I can't explain it. Oh, I can't explain it either. <laughs> Have you? Did you see me on the Discord trying to explain what kind of metal I wanted to listen to? Yeah. 
I have like, to... I want it to sound like, I, you know, like, maybe I want to beat someone up. Maybe I want to beat myself up, you know, but, like, I'm at a dark bar, and I'm kind of leaning forward on the stage, and people are really, like, going at it behind me, but I'm just there. That's the kind of metal I want to listen to. You know, what bands are like that? And the best part was that Nathan, uh, my friend Nathan, who you know from Twitter, uh, totally figured it out. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Turns out I wanted to listen to Rollins' band. That's all I wanted to listen oh, to. Oh, that's, that's, that's all anyone really wants to listen to, I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this episode opens up with Joseph and Bobby on, like, an overpass. It's something I only recognize from bigger cities because we don't have stuff like that really where I live. You don't have overpasses? Not in, like, residential-ish areas. You have to go way out of the way to, like, coming off the I, highway to get to those. I grew up one block away from nine, uh, uh, I-96, if anyone wants to find me. <laughs> um, no, I, I grew up one block away from the freeway, from a major, like, four-lane freeway, so... That's a very different experience. <laughs> Did you ever do what Joseph and Bobby are up on this overpass doing? Uh, I didn't, but my, like, <laughs> my, um, you know, like, male friends would. <laughs> and, like, that was pretty much it. Yeah, one of them actually got, like, went to jail because they dropped, like, like a rock or something uh, oh. down there. <laughs> which, like, didn't kill anyone, but, like, Wait, probably could have. <laughs> Because he was like a dumb 16-year-old. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. But spitting and quoting Star Trek seems a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're wondering what they were doing up there, because we still haven't said it yet, yeah. this is going to be a long episode. I'm oh, sorry. That, that's that's fine. It's it's more it's more fun for me. So, And mm. I imagine it's fun for you. And it then, is fun for me. And then, Chris said that he was on the pilot, and so then I'm capping off the season. Oh, hey. that's that's uh, This whole season is a big... Reference. Love sandwich. <laughs> when I, to, I should probably not inform people of how bad I am about uh, working on this, but I recorded th those episodes with Chris before either of us knew you. So that's how long it's taken me to do this because I'm just, <laughs> I'm terrible at getting things done. We've been dating for like six months. It was like back in December. <laughs> but... <laughs> This is information that's not going to make any sense to you people, but uh, <laughs> I should have uh, everything done in like a week. So, <laughs> but I yes, Joseph and to Bobby. To hear this are... episode in three months. <laughs> Joseph and Bobby are uh, building up phlegm in their throat while quoting Star Trek about getting the photon torpedoes ready. Make it so. <laughs> and... Uh, Joseph brings up that he's having a party and me very relating to Bobby like asking about cake and treats and stuff. Joseph's like <laughs> no it's going to be a different party there's going to be boys and girls there to which he's able to let go the disgusting uh, torpedo in his throat but Bobby just swallows it in fear because I can relate to Bobby. Girls, girls are scary especially when you're like 11-12 years old. So when was your first boy-girl party that you remember? I was going to ask you this, <laughs> which I'm glad you beat me to it. The first, like, boy-girl party that I remember, I don't think I'll, I think it was when I was, like, 17. 17? Yeah, and, there was, and the most, like, 
thing it got, like boy girl party kind of thing, I can imagine, was playing Never Have I Ever. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then uh everyone being really mundane. And then my Was it one, ten fingers or was it it, it went with 10. The only reason we did t- 10 is because a friend of mine who did stuff way too early, just every time someone said something, he'd have to do that. So I was that kid. I was that kid. <laughs> I was your friend making everyone play with more fingers. <laughs> and uh, usually... Shocking what- to anyone who listens to my podcast, I know. <laughs> and the, the other thing I remember from it is that all the girls, since it was mostly everyone who's been friends since they were like five six years old uh it was all the girls just like saying really specific things about something one of their friends was embarrassed that they did with a mm-hmm. boy that they regretted do- doing it with like a month mm-hmm. afterwards <laughs> that that tracks <laughs> i think i definitely did that to sahana at least once <laughs> what when was your first boy girl party i think i was 13 mm. but the thing is is that i had hung out with like boys before then um, I did growing up pretty much the whole time. Like, my best friend was often a boy. So it didn't really feel like that big of a deal, but I also recognized that it was different mm, uh, yeah. to be like... But it was something where we were kind of were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of funny. We're all here now, and we're not at school. Yeah, and definitely, <laughs> and, like, uh, thinking about it now, there's definitely a, a context for, like, a preteen teenage boy-girl party versus, like, now that I think about it, I had multiple birthday parties I had to share with my cousin because her birthday was mm-hmm. by mine, but a boy-girl party mm-hmm. when you're nine is just a par- birthday party. Oh, just party. a birthday party where <laughs> yeah. you invite the kids in class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine were still mostly um, just girls when I was mm. a kid. Um, my parents were sometimes weird about me hanging out with boys, but it, I remember, like, the moment it got weird, because they never cared until I was, like, 13, you know? Mm, and then they were yeah. suddenly like, oh. And I'm like, but I've been hanging out with them this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also, I'm making out with this girl Natalie on these church steps over here, so I don't think <laughs> you're worried about the right things. <laughs> But yeah, but I do remember like that party, um, and there being some sort of like weird like, uh, adolescent sexual tension. But it wasn't really. We didn't play like spin the bottle or anything. Mm. But I think we did do never have I ever. Yeah, there is never any like spin spin the bottle stuff going on. And we, we did can... play truth or dare though. Yeah, mm. that we did definitely do. See, none of that ever happened really ever. I didn't ever do any anything like spin the bottle or truth or dare till after I was an adult. So I think it helps that like we didn't all necessarily grow up with each other. Mm. Like we all grew up in the same city, but we all went like most of us went to different elementary schools. Okay. Not all of us. I mean, like Sahana and I have known each other since fourth grade, um, but like some other people I met in like middle school. Okay. Like a lot of people, or a lot of people I met in high school. So it was like we didn't quite have the I remember you peeing your pants when you were five moments with each other. <laughs> okay. You see, uh, the high school that I graduated from, I was gone from that specific school district for like five years. But at the high school, it's next to an Air Force base. So like kids come and go a lot. So because of that, the uh, uh, seniors, a specific group, group of them, when they graduate, get to be in, like, the 13-year club, which means you were in that school district for all 13 years <laughs> of, of primary school. Uh-huh. So everyone knew each other forever because there was only, mm-hmm. like, a 100 kids each graduating class. I will that. say, I, 
Yeah, so Han and I were part of a group that was, like, pretty close-knit, because it was, like, people who went to these, like, alternative schools within the school district, um, which is, like, some pretentious, like, gifted program, but they physically put us in different schools when we were young. So, like, elementary school, we were in a completely different building. In um, middle school, we were in a, in a building with everyone else, and our electives were with uh, everyone else, but... The, our main classes were still separate and we like had separate busing. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, and then in high school, it was a significantly smaller group that I wasn't a part of, but I still had a lot of classes with them. And that was only like 30 students at that point. So like, so, so those 30 students for the most part, except for like one to five of them, had all gone to school with each other since like kindergarten. So those that group was very kind of had that weird energy of like some of us are like siblings and some of us are horny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good way to just explain high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Um so I'm just going can I just continue yes. with okay. I, I I'm glad to I, I I love to hear these things. You like to share the duty with of your duties with me for running the show, because I'm going to be your actual co-host. So, yeah. So then uh, it cuts to Luann, who is in beauty school, getting schooled yeah. by her classmates. So, uh, I <laughs> do you know anyone that went to beauty school? Because I yes. Did they ever tell you stories that made it sound like beauty school was just as intensive kind of learning that you learned in, like, regular school? Because I, I understand yes. there's probably some stuff like that that's you wouldn't expect, but I cannot imagine they'd talk about, like, someone exploding into fire because of chemicals in the hair in beauty school. Or maybe they would, so you don't. So you learn to I think not would. do that. It's like, hist- it's like history. It's like, yeah, case, they're case studies. Hmm. I could see people beauty school doing case studies. People did talk about it like it was pretty like intense though. They'd be hmm. like they would talk about all these different chemicals and like the chemical properties of them, and it sounded like they were like doing like legit like chemistry. And I was like, okay, tight, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. um, maybe I think I don't differently because the beauty college here has like TV commercials, so I just yeah. Imagine. I think it depends on the beauty school <laughs> yeah. too, for sure. Because a lot of people I know who went went to like an Aveda, so hmm. um, which are like a nice ones as far as i know yeah <laughs> um but yeah um yeah so she's there getting schooled uh no wait i lied she's not yeah 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 so she needs to practice for it and she asks hank if she can cut his hair and at first he's like yeah you can, whatever you can trim my hair but then he sees a uh, peggy whose hair looks a fright she looks and like a says, troll ball. Says that uh, he won't let her cut, won't let Luann cut his hair, and to which he explains that his hair is their livelihood, and that propane and accessories don't always just sell themselves. Which was one of my favorite parts of the episode. So instead, he just refuses to get a haircut and says he's going to grow it out instead. <laughs> my, uh, two of my like favorite jokes of this episode were this... This scene after uh, Bobby and Joseph on the bridge and Louisiana Beauty School is where uh, Bobby is reading from like the manual and he's like a manicurist is heading on a train at <laughs> yeah. seventy miles an hour. And the textbook says it's like advanced hair theory or something <laughs> on it. 
And then Hank walks in, like, going through the envelopes. He's like, bills, 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 yes. bills. Why do we keep getting bills mail? <laughs> I was watching it. Who was I watching? I think I was watching with Micah, maybe. And uh, they were. that's a part that I remember them specifically laughing at really hard. <laughs> like, um, yeah, one of my other favorite parts uh, was also from this this scene where uh, Luann is like, well, what about dyeing your hair then? And he's like, men don't do that. She's like, Ronald Reagan did. (laughs) And then he says, and I quote, if Ron Reagan dyed his hair, and I'm not saying he did, (laughs) it was only to show his strength to the communists. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm too scared of doing a Hank Hill voice on this podcast, so I've been avoiding doing it. I, whatever I do, it I do it lazily enough so that if someone tries to make fun of me for it, I can just say, I didn't try very hard. Yeah. (laughs) If I do it at all in this podcast, it will not be trying very hard. I'm also very stoned. Uh, Sorry, Hank Hill. (laughs) Why would someone do drugs when they could just mow their lawn? Honestly, if I, I really do like mowing the lawn, though, so I wish I could. But I can't do that at 9.24 p.m. And I can't do that several times a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> no. Oh god. Okay, the next scene bothers me so much. I'm gonna Oof. get all. I'm gonna get all STBC on our asses on this scene. So, uh, uh, Luann has to bring home a practice head because for her like final beauty exam. You skipped way ahead. No, I thought that comes like right after. Oh, there's a scene first where Dale announces that Joseph is having a boy-girl party. Oh! Oh, yeah. And I got some feelings about this scene. Oh, boy, scene. Please, please go. <laughs> okay, so Dale announces, so, you know, they're all outside drinking beers, and Dale's like, Joseph's having a boy-girl party, you know, whatever, and then uh, basically does, like, the millhouse, like, eyebrows, like, uh... <laughs> When he says this, implying, like, that he's excited about it. And Hank's all like, you're gonna need some chaperones if my Bobby's there. And I just this whole thing was so weird. Like, it wasn't like that the show was doing a weird thing. It's just that, like, humans do weird things. Yeah. Like, I don't like that they're, like, getting excited or at least, like, worked up, like, over their kids engaging in sexual activity. <laughs> and, like, and, like... <sighs> But I feel like that only happens with, like, sons, you know? And, like, all like if they were their daughters, they wouldn't be. And oh, then, oh, oh. There's and, an episode earlier in the season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about this so you have something to look forward to. The second episode of the first season is about sex ed. And oh, God. There's a specific line where Bobby says something about, like, <laughs> about, like, not wanting to have sex because because of like how uptight everyone's acting about the subject and then Hank's like don't say that boy and then he's like but would you be say-? he says something like would you be saying that if I was a girl he's like well of course not no it's because you're my son it's okay but if you're a girl no and he's like Bobby's like that doesn't make any sense Hank it's called the double double standard son don't knock it so, uh, yeah. you are fully justified in what you're yeah. thinking. Okay, but also the part I found more weird was, like, are they, 
Like, why are they excited about their kids having a boy-girl party? Like, are they excited like they wish they could revisit their youth in this way? Like, they're thinking back wistfully or something? Because, like, as someone who was raised as a girl, I do not have that experience looking back. <laughs> I would not relive that shit for anything. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing that I could get that just, like, if, if Dale was just, like, wistfully, like, oh, man, my, my boy is getting older, but. Yeah, but they're not. They're like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It's kids creepy. are going to do it. <laughs> I don't, it's gross. It's so gross. I hated it. Um, and then it's obviously, you know, like, playing up to the gag that Dale is obviously being cheated on. Yeah. You know, like, my son's, like, a lady killer just like his dad. And then it's just like, <laughs> oh, girl in the background. Yeah, <laughs> pulls up. <laughs> picks up Nancy and leaves. Like, <laughs> um, And then the next part is, like, uh, Hank being like, oh, you excited for this party? He's all like, wait, no, he says something like, um... You're not worried about cooties? Oh, and yeah. And Bobby's like, what are cooties? And Hank goes, that's what we called the germs we got from girls. <laughs> Bobby goes, oh, like chlamydia? <laughs> He's such an innocent, pure boy. <laughs> I just love that. I love that, like, being like, the youth these days don't, like, didn't talk about cooties. They just immediately talk about chlamydia. <laughs> And also the Bobby being afraid of going to this party and saying, but what if I get felt up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think Luann, she says something like, no, you just got to know how to dance. (laughs) Oh, no, she says, like, everyone gets, uh touch dances yeah because i thought she said touchdowns at first but he's like touch dances <laughs> and then uh yeah and he's like i don't want to go to this party and peggy's like that's okay just that's just fine and hang's like no my son wants to get it and he wants to get it now <laughs> and then luann brings her head home oh so you skipped a lot oh wow son. i'm <laughs> I'm very, I'm very bad at this, which I do realize. This is why I took three pages of notes. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, for this two-hour episode. Oh, that's that's perfectly fine. That's what I'm here for. I like triumphantly finishing off that can of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when Chris is here, um, or I did this to G at least once. I like text them to bring me in more beverages <laughs> when I'm recording. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> like, I think the one episode that Chris guested on is because I just, like, texted him and asked me to bring me water, and then he just, like, sat down on my, or I pulled him down on my lap, and then he just, like, was there, so we incorporated him. Did he just sit in your lap the entire time? Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Yes. yes, behind the scenes, Chris sat in my lap uh, for at least, like, a quarter of an episode of Summer Twilight Book Club. <laughs> Well, Sahana sat next to me on, a st- on like, a ottoman. Because <laughs> that was the episode where Sahana was visiting. So, I, I don't... I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, so she gets a, yeah, she gets a head. Luann gets a head from yeah. beauty school to separate the first-year students from the second year. She has to cut it and do, like, a good job and pass. So she brings home this mannequin head. And, uh... Bobby... Wait, no, this, she doesn't bring it home yet. First, we, we get a scene 
of uh, Bobby at school, clearly afraid of girls, and they're all shown with like eighteen boobs like flying around. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, that that like and the... sharp nails and like <laughs> they look like Catra like <laughs> just the the whole thing where you notice the girls are getting taller and they're they're growing and for some reason the the boobs that they have just are like shifting on their body and it's terrifying but is that like a thing that they shift on our i don't know i don't feel like mine move around that much even when i wore this shirt at blood fest and i didn't have a bra and i feel like they were staying like decently put like maybe a little Maybe a little, you know, I'm moshing around. I don't know what's quite happening down there. Enough movement to make this shirt a bad idea. Really wish I had fucking band-aids on my... <laughs> um, but, uh... So, the the first thing that pops ahead with, like, this, uh, this sequence is... I just realized how unaware of my own puberty I was. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like that's true. So, I just, uh... I was thinking, man, I, I just one day I woke up and I was like, hmm, I guess I'm taller and hairier than I was at some point. I don't know when this started. I didn't have yeah. any, like, aware. That's something, I don't know if that's just, like, I a like, modern thing or if no. just, if it, because it's something that I think is very weird about all media that portrays, like, puberty and everything is, like, you wake up and then you see, like, a lone hair coming out of your armpit. And it's like, I don't know, no. just one day I was like, oh, I should probably shave. Is it because yeah, I played too so... many video games and that I, like, just wasn't paying attention? I, I don't know, because, like, uh, to be a little bit more graphic with it, I remember, sorry, <laughs> but I remember one day just waking up, not waking up, I just remember one day being, like, I don't think I was aware of, like, my pubic hair, like, coming in <laughs> or, like, oh. existing yeah. like, until, until someone, until I was, like, 13 and like a boy put his hand on my pants and then I was and then like commented on it. And then I was like, I guess I have pubic hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't remember when I didn't have it, but I know it was at some point. Yeah, I just uh, I, I remember just like showering me like oh, okay, I guess that's there now. Well, whatever. Well, yeah. was, at some point that just got there. <laughs> yeah, I remember just like grabbing my aunt's razor and just shaving my legs and being like, Okay, well that's done. <laughs> like <laughs> the only thing that that i guess was like was i i didn't have a dad really growing up so like i had to ask a relative to show me how to shave because i had i wasn't going to be one of those gross teen boys with like shitty facial mm -hmm. hair because uh that's yeah weird. the only part of puberty i distinctly remember like like remember it happening and it's not gonna be a surprise is like my first period but i also remember like <laughs> the first time i thought i got it and, like, I had to, like, ask around other people <laughs> to figure out if it was what happened. Um, and the same thing when I actually got I got it in gym class, talking to this boy I had a crush on. And then my teacher was like, when's it going to let me go to the locker room? And I was like, fuck you. And then went to the locker room. <laughs> and I got my period, and I, like, whatever. I don't know what I did. But then later on, I, like, folded up the underwear, and I kept it. And I waited till my birthday party, like, a few days later. And I asked my one friend, my only friend who I knew had had her period before, and I was like, hey, come look at this underwear. Is this period? Because <laughs> it seems pretty dark. It almost looks brown. Is this what period is? 
that's, that's a really funny way to phrase it. Thank you. I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> no. We're, we're no, like... But I was just like, yeah, I was just like, is this period? And she, and she was like, yeah, honey, that's period. And so then I went out to my friends and I was like, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm on my period. <laughs> and then we danced to the musical Chicago in my kitchen. <laughs> and I was a woman. <laughs> yeah, that that's. I mean, I, I'm not anymore. But yeah, I was I was just say I love the past tense there. Like it's, it 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 has more. That's like a deep line. If if we were just in a movie right now, it's like it means more than just you were telling a story in the past tense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <so good. laughs> We're also like maybe like six minutes into this episode. <laughs> People should know how long Jory and I have spent on just like a random given night just talking about being teenagers. This is a mistake. Jory and I could talk about this for like 40 hours and y'all would still just be like, damn, they're really still laughing really hard. <laughs> So, okay. So, yeah. So, he's a little afraid. But then Connie shows up, and he's like, ugh. Doesn't even recognize Connie as a girl. Oh, and yeah. he's fine. And then he's like, you going to Joseph's party? And she's like, no, I can't go. My dad says that I can't uh, hang out with boys until after I'm married. And Bobby's like, yeah, I'm not going either. And he goes home, and he's like, I'm not going to that party. And Hank's like, why not? There's going to be girls there. And he's like, I don't like girls. And then Hank's like, Peggy, close the curtains. <laughs> And then, um, and, uh, so then Peggy's like, you come here, mister, and is like, you stop, what are you gonna do, like, cart him off to, uh, I don't know, take him to a brothel, basically, I don't remember exactly what she says, and he's like, she calls him a late bloomer, and Hank's like, how could you call our son that? Uh, he's like, and he says that Bobby should be curious by uh, his age and that Peggy babying him is why he's not interested sexually in humans. <laughs> that's, that's a whole lot to unpack there, too. That, whole, that just single statement. <laughs> I said it intentionally. <laughs> As I say everything with intention. <laughs> it's okay, Bobby. I, I think the first time I kissed a girl is just because I was in a situation and where I was talking to a girl at like one in the morning laying on, on a, a floor with her and I was like I guess this is what happens next I my first kiss I was 13 in my friend's backyard it was St. Patrick's Day um, some bitch named Kayla had kissed my boyfriend on the cheek earlier that day because uh, he had on a crown that said kiss me I'm Irish like a tiara rather <laughs> And then I was like, I've never kissed my boyfriend anywhere, so I was really mad. I was ready to fucking square up. And then we were at my friend's house. I was outside in a giant blue parka. Um, he was wearing a Celtics jersey and nothing else. <laughs> and our friends were running around the backyard uh, going, woof, woof, quack, 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 woof, woof, da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kissed on uh, uh, the patio for the pool. <laughs> I love how vividly you remember this. <laughs> As I remember it, all my seminal youth moments, apparently. 
the other thing I remember is I was talking to this girl because she lived across the street from my friend, and he was playing a game on his Xbox, and we were trying to just, like, hang out as a group of teenagers and, like, talk, but he wanted to play this video game on his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. He, he was way more interested in girls than I was, but he was like, I gotta play this game on my Xbox. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So anyway, so oh god. So this part was my favorite. <laughs> this is my actual favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> was Luann showing Peggy? So the head first comes into play in the home by Luann showing it to Peggy, being like, "Look at this head that I got for this haircut," and uh, Peggy like just says something or maybe like lifts her hand up and Luann like spins around and just screeches don't touch it but like the, the audio is like clipping it so loud <laughs> it's so funny it's just suddenly like a screech it sounded like something out of a, out of like media that would have come like 10 years later like it felt felt very like I don't know like Adult Swim when we were teenagers, yeah. like, <laughs> which I mean, King of the Hill was on when yes. we were teenagers, but I mean, like, it felt like a, a later era, though. I forgot to ask you something that I usually do at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah? So we can just do that right here in the middle of the episode, that's fine. <laughs> I, I usually ask people, like, what their earliest experiences with King of the Hill are. I don't remember King of the Hill ever not existing in my life. Like, <laughs> I never, like, wa- I never, like, consistently watched it. But it's, like, The Simpsons to me or something where it's, like, mm. yes, that has always existed and always <laughs> will exist. It's just, it was something I took for granted, like, the existence of couches or televisions <laughs> themselves. I'm, like, <laughs> so I really don't remember. I don't have, like, a first memory of King of the Hill. I don't remember ever not knowing who Bobby was. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bobby is ingrained in me. I told, yeah, when I said to Micah that I was guesting on this, they were like, and I told them what episode I was guesting on, they were like, I feel like you would do very good on Bobby-centric episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think it's very true. You know, when you get to the witch episode, if you want to have me back on, or Sahana, me Ooh. and Sahana both... <laughs> I love that episode is so good. <laughs> I think that's Sahana's favorite episode. It's it is one of the best ones out there. My Every- favorite episode is forever the the Phoenix Arizona one just for that <laughs> line. Oh, I I have I have a hard time picking favorites for this show, but both of those are very very high contenders. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> Bobby sees his head and is like, <gasps> time amazing. like stops. Like, Time stops. It, the they they make beautiful. it like all dramatic of like showing the face and like Bobby's yeah. reaction and it's really good. And so in the next scene, Bobby's all like dressed up like Mister Rogers, like in a, like a button up and a cardigan, and he's standing outside Luann's window and staring wistfully at the doll head, the mannequin head, and then Luann covers it up and then he sighs and walks away, but it, we're, we're, as the viewer, shown that Luann is, like, unbuttoning her top at the exact time, but Bobby's not interested. Which, good! Fucking good that he's not interested! Yeah. One, let's go with the obvious, that's his cousin! Yeah! Like, 
<laughs> like, I found that gr- like kind of gross that it was implied that he should be interested or that it was funny that he's not. Because I'm like, ew, it's his cousin. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with all of you? <laughs> and also, uh, also, like, you know, he shouldn't be excited about seeing a woman get undressed without uh, their permission either. So good on you, Bobby, for being a gentleman. Um, not that I'm enforcing the idea of being a gentleman in that, uh, the terms, a lot of other stuff that comes with that. But you know what I mean. Good job. Bobby is doing the bare minimum and... (laughs) And just staring at an inanimate object. (laughs) (laughs) That he was gonna stand in the bushes and lust after. (laughs) And a cardigan. In a very, like, uncomfortable way that he just has, like, that... Like, glazed over, just locked on look. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then, Bobby, so it's like the next day or something, and uh, they're gonna go to the mall, or Peggy's gonna go to the mall to get, I don't fucking remember. There was uh, a sale somewhere. A sale, but I don't remember what it was on. Probably something amusing, but I don't recall. (laughs) Um, And uh, Bobby's like, Actually, can I stay home? There's an after-school special, and it's got Jesus in it. And Peggy's like, well, you can't be missing that. And then, like... But then, of course, he just wants to set up a date with his mannequin head. He gives, he brings her a Coke or something, and he's like, I'm sorry, we're all out of diet, because Bobby's clearly repeating things he's heard said to women on TV. Yeah. And then... He, yeah. And then he asks the head if she wants to dance and puts on a discarded Creole by uh, Ray Barreto. I looked it up. Because uh, oh. it fucking rules. <laughs> and I would lose it if someone put that on to dance with me because that's how it was fun. It was funky. It was just like Mexican dance music. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it was great. I, I listened to like that fucking shit all the time. I was just like, hell yeah. Fuck yes. But he dancing. can't dance. It's in- Yeah, see? We need the video chat. <laughs> Uh, I t- yeah, see, this is much more fun than video chat, although we, maybe we would have been further in the episode. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, uh, most people on this podcast network are fools, and they record without looking at each other. They just audio record, because no one lives in the same fucking place. Uh, not no one, but not that many of us. Um, and... Uh, but Sahana and I, uh, pure geniuses, uh, put each other on webcam, which is what allows us to be so damn chaotic, because Sahana <laughs> could just see me doing ridiculous things, like just blatantly vaping huge fucking clouds during the episode, which she's usually also doing, or like, I think I flashed her recently in an episode. Because um, I remember the context specifically, because you're talking about spring break. <laughs> That's just what happened. So anyways... When we, Jory and I went to record, I was like, this is, uh, can I actually maybe look at you, perhaps, because you are my pal, and you look like Milo Ventimiglia in This Is Us, and I would like to see your beautiful face. Uh, please, Jorathan, please. And, uh, and, uh, Jorathan said, yeah, that's fine, we can do that, in fact, and set it up. And here we are. Um, but Bobby got really interrupted. So... Uh, he, he very, very quickly drinks one of the sodas and then starts in the other. And something I noticed really quickly is when they shifted to the shot behind Bobby as he was drinking, it, mm-hmm. he was drinking an Alamo beer can. <laughs> I don't... 
I don't know if no one caught that or I didn't catch that. if they did that to be funny, but very quickly he switches from drinking grape soda to a beer. That's and funny. I don't think Hank Hill encourages underage drinking. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so he comes out the next morning. But no, so first we get uh, Hank outside talking to his pals. He's he's showed up at twelve fifteen <laughs> instead of twelve. <laughs> instead of twelve, and they're like, "You said noon." <laughs> like, do you know how long we've been waiting? It's twelve fifteen. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyways. So Bobby comes out all dressed up the next... Oh, so wait, I keep skipping the part. So Hank is like, my long hair uh, <laughs> kept rustling up my pillow and kept me up all night. Which is hilarious. And not a problem I've had, even despite having so much hair. So then Bobby comes out dressed up in the morning. Uh, he has on, like, a button-up and a tie. And Peggy says he looks good. And Hank says, you look better than good. You look like a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, uh... There was there was one joke when Hank was sitting outside with maybe this is the first scene with him and his friends, but he's talking about how he was girl crazy when he was Bobby's age. Yeah, I think it was uh, an earlier. I think it was okay. an earlier part, but I could be wrong. The yeah. the thing that sticks out to me is just his like I was so crazy about girls. They called me Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> yes, know, the actor. <laughs> yes, I think that was actually during this scene because he's sitting in the tractor during that part. Yeah, yes. and this is a, a fun movie fact for you: Ricardo Montalban, famous for Khan from Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and the Grandpa from the Spy Kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So he comes out and he says that he's going to go to the party and that he wants to slim down. <laughs> uh, Peggy gives him bacon and eggs and he's like, no, thanks, mom. I'll just have a plate of fruit and a glass of skim milk. <laughs> <laughs> this is then, just my favorite line is Hank's like, damn, I'm proud of proud of yeah. you, son. He's like, well, hell, dad, I'm proud of you, too. Gotta go. <laughs> Hell, I'm proud of you too, Dad. <laughs> that part was so funny. I fucking lost it. I think the first time I watched it, that was like the part I laughed at the hardest. Hell, Dad, I'm proud of you too. So for before King of the Hill was on Hulu, uh, this is not a plug for Hulu because Disney owns stock in them, so I, I begrudgingly use this service so I can watch my favorite TV show. Uh, I would record it moved from syndication from Adult Swim to Comedy Central, and when you watch it on regular TV, they always do like a stinger after the credits of a funny line from the show, and this gives me another opportunity to talk about something that was funny watching it on Comedy Central, but it, it the stinger was, hell, I'm proud of you too, Dad, <laughs> and it was always really funny because they'd cut from like commercial breaks. I don't know if you remember trying to watch, like, South Park when you were 11, but there's a lot of mm -hmm. porn and sex commercials on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny to watch a show about an uptight, white, conservative Texas man, <laughs> and it comes in from a commercial that's called, that's like, dial 1-900-BOOBS to talk to a hot, <laughs> sexy lady in your area Hi. who wants to have yeah. sex. Hi, I'm Stacy. <laughs> Do you want to talk to me? I'm waiting for your call. 
Thank just you for dial one nine. Pay me to say weird things in your ears. Anyways, so then there's a montage uh, uh, to Wouldn't It Be Nice with the Beach Boys showing him going on a bunch of dates with the mannequin head, but also gaining confidence with real girls, but mostly going on a lot of dates with the mannequin head. That really led me to believe that the plot of this episode was going to be that he got the Herald dirty and gross and fucked up, but that's not where the plot goes. But he certainly should have, because he's putting it on, like, swings and laying in the grass and stuff. Yeah. So then it shows him at school, and he's all like, oh, hey, Karen, how you doing, Susan? And then, of course, the ultimate one, yo, Sharice, you stone cold fox, what up? (laughs) (laughs) He's still clearly emulating, like, cool womanizer types from TV, but (laughs) just, like, he doesn't doesn't have any of the, like, emotion behind it either, so it's just really weird. (laughs) And yeah, fucking Joseph's just like, oh, this is great. You're going to be getting all the ladies. Like, we're going to play spin the bottle at my party. And uh, Bobby's like, oh, God. (laughs) So then it goes into the next scene where Bobby's in, like, a robe, like a lush robe with, like, an ascot. (laughs) And and he's like, oh, hey, baby, you look tense. (laughs) And, like, pretends to rub the mannequin head's shoulders and then he's like, I have something special planned for tonight. And pulls out a bottle of ketchup. And then it cuts to Peggy, who's like, I got home. Come help me with the groceries. And for that split second, it's just, what's going to happen with the ketchup? <laughs> I think he's going to play spin the bottle, even though it's just him and the mannequin head. I know. I know that's, that is <laughs> but... what happens. But I did not make that connection when I first saw him pull out the ketchup. I was just like, dear Lord, what do you have planned here? <laughs> What is this child going to do to this mannequin head? Isn't but that, then, yes. Isn't you're that right. like second base is just like spraying ketchup on someone? I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I hate the smell of ketchup. Oh, no. <laughs> that, there's. Uh, I feel like that second base in the universe where, like, watching someone pee their pants is like third base. <laughs> <laughs> and first base is just like I don't know. Is is that wanting to get Spitting into a car in crash with mouth. someone? Yeah, that's better. Than... <laughs> either one of those, either being Bell Swan and wanting to get into a car crash, or being I don't know me and wanting someone to spit in your mouth. <laughs> I should ask you to edit that out, but I'm not going to. I'm going to own it. I, <laughs> y'all, if you like this and you're not offended, uh, come listen to Summer Twilight Book Club, because that's all that shit is. Or just be my friend. Uh, anyways, so Peggy obviously opens the door and finds him playing spin the bottle and making out. She doesn't see the spin the bottle part, but him making out with this mannequin. And she obviously flips out as if she tells Hank what she saw. And uh, she's like, no, he was kissing it for sure. It's like, Hank's like, you sure he didn't just fall on it? <laughs> and he's like, well, Peggy, it's not your fault. And she's like, well, I know it's not my fault. Why would you say that? <laughs> if anything, it's your fault. Uh, you're the one who made him go to that camp with, uh, where they pee outside without the doors on it or whatever. <laughs> and then he's like, you're the one who parks him in front of the TV and makes him watch all them Muppets. They got frogs <laughs> kissing pigs. What the hell did they think was going to happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the next, this whole line, this whole scene is just fire line after fire line. Because then she's like, we have to do the sensible thing. We'll move to Berlin. <laughs> What? <laughs> Bobby will be accepted there. I have read that the Germans are a very tolerant people. <laughs> they accept all kinds of freaks over there. <laughs> I didn't even write down the latter part of those lines. That's just straight from memory, baby. You just got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I th- the... The uh, sequence of Hank putting up the mannequin head gives my favorite, like, exchange in maybe the whole series. Like, <laughs> I'm putting, <laughs> I know what you're I'm talking putting... about. <laughs> yeah, so they go to talk to Bobby about, like, why, like, what he was doing. But first they, like, walk up to the room and they're like, we're walking down the hallway. <laughs> we are outside your door. We are going to open the door. <laughs> Um, so then Bobby's like, so then Hank's like, you wanna, he's like, you know, I try to be a tolerant person, but I, I hope you know, son, that most states don't allow you to marry a plastic head. <laughs> and Bobby's like, I don't want to marry it, I just gotta practice kissing, and I didn't want to look like a freak at my first boy-girl party. And Hank's like, you're kissing a plastic doll and you're worried about looking like a freak? <laughs> So that he comes home and he's going to put it, lock it in a cabinet. And then this is your favorite part. I'll let you say these lines. Hank tells him, you need to put it up. It's a crutch. And Bobby goes, he says, it's not a crutch. It's something I rely on to get me through my life. Yeah, there's a specific line. I paused it to make sure I got this correctly. It's not a crutch, Dad. It's something I've come to rely on to help me through life. Yeah. And it said so innocently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So then I-, I loved that line. I fucking died. So then Hank's like, you can have it back after the party. And Bobby's like, I won't need it then. So he puts it up, he locks it away, and of course Bobby sneaks in the middle of the night, knocks over like an entire silverboard drawer. Also, just looks so small. He just looks, he's just standing on the counter, looks like he's like a fucking four-year-old. Um, so clearly he gets caught as with a mannequin head in his hand. Hank grabs it and like is running, you know, walking away with it. Everyone wakes up, everyone's yelling after him. Hank Cuts the head in half on his circular saw, his table saw. Luann is, of course, screaming. The mic's not quite clipping out this time, though. Can't hear uh, it. Can't, can't clip over the sound of the bandsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... <laughs> so then Hank... She's like, no, my test! And Hank's like, oh, shit. So then, uh, we get to cut to Luann's haircut test. Hank has shown up, uh, as her plastic head... Um, and, you know, she fails, of course. <laughs> they write, they, the person who runs the academy draws with permanent marker directly on <laughs> Hank's hair, where it's messed up. <laughs> and then walks away, and Hank's just like, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to see him, like, <laughs> just act like a regular human being like that. <laughs> yeah. So then he just, like, pretends that he loves it. Or maybe he does. Who knows? <laughs> Circles parts on his own head. He's like, yeah, you, you covered up these bumps here and here. Um, and uh, so then so then this is another one of my favorite lines of this episode. <laughs> he 
is, uh, so the hair lady comes back after she hears Hank talking about how much he loves his haircut. And she's like, you know, I, I think I lost sight of myself. The, the, the power of running the academy, like, overcame me, you know, I became addicted to the power. <laughs> and then she's like, I forgot the most important principle of the beautician's art. Repeat business and referrals. <laughs> and I fucking died at that part. It was so funny. Mm. So then, yeah, so not too much left. No. We're trucking. We're getting yeah. through it. Uh, so then it cuts to Bobby trying to get Ladybird to come so he could practice kissing. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> the look on Peggy's face when she walked in on him is so good. It's just pure shame on both sides of the board. Like, as like that upward angle of just like <laughs> he's just got like eternal damnation being said from Peggy Hill, and she's just like, uh, "Your father told me that you're just kissing the head for practice, and I know that was a lie. He told me to protect my feelings." <laughs> But I've decided to love you no matter what. This is just as much my fault as it is what. It's like something of the devil. Uh, the media. The media and the devil. <laughs> uh, she's like, it's my fault for babying you too much, so I'm just going to let you go. Let you go free. And then she's like, just go. Just go. Just <laughs> clearly holding on to Bobby until he physically drags her from the room. <laughs> Did you have over did, not overprotective but did you have like did you have I don't know was your mom like protective at all no. no I think she I I was at my mom's high school graduation so I think she wanted to make sure I didn't have a kid Yeah but uh <laughs> I was like a week old at her high school graduation it's mm-hmm. it, it's not as dramatic <laughs> as I like to make it sound but it was I, last I, year no. <laughs> 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 this, that reminds which me which has of, nothing which has nothing to do with her not wanting you to have a baby <laughs> that that like weirdly reminds me of this this is gonna make people sad but i don't want someone to be sad about this i had my my dad died when i was like a year old and i a couple months ago had a dream where i was hanging out with him but he was the same age he was when he died, so I was hanging out with a guy four years younger than me, and we were just <laughs> sitting at like a bar. At like it was like at like the barcade here, and we we're just both like, "This is really weird, huh?" I'm like, yeah, it is. This is <laughs> this is strange. Yeah, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of an adolescent. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My, I could have, I could have gotten away with a lot more than I did as a teenager. I just wanted to play video games. Like I just wanted to play yeah. World of Warcraft. <laughs> My parents didn't really just pay that much attention. I feel like they were pretty much just like, "You seem to be running yourself, all right. That's fine." <laughs> you have an older sibling, like, don't you? Yeah, I do. That's probably part of it. <laughs> You're not the first uh, kid. No, they were just more focused on my brother because he was actually out there not running himself all right. So. Oh! <laughs> my brother's been in jail a few times. Oh! But I was just like, hi, I have good grades in a very messy room. And they were like, just have fire exits. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh... And then I would just like sneak out every night. 
and like walk across the street to a donut shop. Ooh, was it a 24-hour donut shop? It was. I think I've heard you talk about this specific donut shop before. It's because it's very seminal in my youth. <laughs> it's the of same. course, but a lot of my first things happened there. Uh, not not good first things. Like I think my first cigarette I smoked in there. Ooh. Um, anyway, so Bobby doesn't do any of that. No. <laughs> Despite having an overprotective Peggy. I don't know how uh, my brother's dad is with him. From what it sounds like, my, my brother turns 18 in like a year. So I imagine as soon as he does that, he'll just live with my mom because so. mm-hmm. <laughs> he hates his dad his dad sucks so i get it yeah <laughs> i had to pretend his dad was my dad for like from ages like five to eleven so <laughs> i've never had to do that so that's not like i'm glad i have it <laughs> i just have to accept the ones i have though <laughs> so there's that there's that though um so um so Bobby runs into Connie before the party, and he's, and she, I don't know, she's like, aren't you supposed to be at Joseph's party? And he's like, I can't go. My dad took my plastic head away. <laughs> and she's just like, that's rough. Sorry, she's like, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, I've been practicing kissing on my hand, and like, kisses her hand, which is also what I did. Let's see, I, d- I didn't ever practice kissing on anything. I don't think I was practicing kissing. I was just like, kissing my arm feels good. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. Was it while you were reading Twilight and feeling things about Edward and Jacob? I never felt things about Edward. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I only ever felt things about Jacob, which are like weirdly like, <laughs> like latently coming back. Like I don't actually feel like anything towards this teenage character, but it's just like ah, I remember why I did as a youth now, and it's very funny to me. <laughs> it's how I feel like when I watch The Sandlot, and then you're like, damn, I had a crush on Benny when I was a kid. <laughs> Benny, when I was when I was eight, Benny the Jet Rodriguez could get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's anyway. So I did practice kissing on my hand, though, kind of. <laughs> that was where we got to from there. Uh, and so she asks Bobby if they can practice together, and he's like, "You want to kiss me?" And she's like, "No, just practice." And so then they kiss, a little peck, and then she's like, "Do I got any hickeys?" <laughs> no, which is very cute. You uh, <laughs> what happens before they actually have that kiss is she's like, okay, close your eyes, and then they like bonk heads, and immediately Bobby's like, this is stupid. <laughs> which I get. <laughs> Sometimes kissing is not all all worth the effort. <laughs> I think that's very funny. Now you're just reminding me of like Charlie Kelly, just like kissing is gross, man. <laughs> Or uh, Goku never kissed his wife. <laughs> have, have you seen that exchange where, like, Vegeta's explaining to Goku said something about it, and Vegeta's like, you don't kiss your wife? What's wrong with you? When was that, when was that from? It was from uh, Super. I, I haven't I've watched never Super, se- but I've seen I've the never screen seen caps it. of it, and Goku's like, why would you put your mouth on her mouth? That's disgusting. It's after Trunks, future Trunks kisses his, like, girlfriend and wife thing, and Goku's like, what are you doing? Why would you do something like that? He's just astounded by it. This just man like, has two like children. Michael B. Just like Michael B. 
mashing your mouth, your food holes together. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then he goes to the party and he spins the bottle and then Dale and Nancy walk in and they're arguing about whether or not to leave them alone. Because Dale now, suddenly not so excited about his son having a boy-girl party. Now he's like, we can't let this uh, hanky-panky be taking place I- between our kids. <laughs> I feel like that was Dale's secret intent of wanting to have this party is so he could annoy and embarrass his son. (laughs) And just, like, accost children. Yes. (laughs) Feels accurate. He's just like, ha ha, I can get them. (laughs) So then, uh... And Nancy's like, just let's let's just leave them alone. Like, whatever. But then the bottle lands on Nancy... And the episode ends with Bobby lunging, like, about to spear her in the face. Honestly. Yeah. He's clearly on the other side of the room, so he's getting some distance, too. That's like, Bobby should join WWE. That's like... <laughs> fucking work. <laughs> I think at one point I've made a joke about me facing Peggy in a ring. And she's uh, about to win using her monster feet. And then Dale How crawls has... out from under the ring and throws pocket sand in his in her eyes and I win. Okay, I, I understand how the latter part of that has not been done, but how have you not convinced, uh, like, Ben and Chris to create you and Peggy to fight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I need to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Alien and Happy Hour Wrestling Federation has to have you versus Peggy. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think one time I was talking to Chris and I brought up because I made for my copy of the game I gave myself a crystal Pepsi belt. I, I remember. Wanted to defe- I wanted to go defend that belt on him. On I remember you showing me your character. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining to my roommate before I recorded. I'm like, I'm gonna go record my friend Jory, but I'm gonna drink a Coke, uh, even though Jory's whole brand is Crystal Pepsi. And I'm like, everything that Jory does, Jory just does a self insert character that is just uh, them plus Pepsi. <laughs> it's just like it's every character you play is just but what if Jory was sponsored by Crystal Pepsi? And that's the whole character. And it's really good. So like when we were gonna play the wrestling game and you were my nemesis, uh you were Crystal Jory, right? Uh, yes. And I was Lilith and we were supposed to be fucking uh, and we we had beef, you and I. Yeah. In the wrestling universe, Crystal Pepsi, or not Crystal Pepsi, Crystal Jory and I were like, we used to be friends, and now we're not. <laughs> Crystal Crystal Jory, Jory self-insert Crystal Pepsi character, and the biblical character Lilith <laughs> had a past feud. <laughs> no, sorry, a past alliance and a current feud. Uh, Vince McMahon, hire us. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how'd you like the episode? I, I I enjoy it a whole lot. I I like seeing Bobby be a weird teenager. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do I you can't... have any like uh, spin the bottle stories? <sighs> so okay, I've never. I don't think I've. I think I played, like, Spin the Phone. Um, Did you download an app and use that? 
no, no. This uh, was like NV3 era. We like span a phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> did it, did like, it have ringtones that were recorded from the radio? Like you put your phone up to the speaker in a car oh, to get a song? I had a Cold War Kid song Ooh. for a while. <laughs> I copied my brother. Hell yeah. My brother would hang me up to dry mm. as his. Um, what's your alarm tone now? Uh, I just have one of the default ones. I either on use one phone. of the, I either use one of the default ones or I use AM 180 by Granddaddy, uh, which I have not gotten sick of yet, which is shocking. Oh. Still one of my favorite songs. Um, but uh, no. So everyone playing spin the phone. I don't really remember the results because I feel like we were like too kind of like we were like too close of friends, all of us, for it to matter. Like, it wasn't really that exciting. Like, a lot of us had already made out before, because we were all theater <laughs> oh, okay. kids. So it was like, you know, it was like, oh, just more of the same. Um, but, although I was exciting, because then I, I got to be a little gay. Mm. And I always love being uh, a gay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite activities, is just being a gay person, doing gay things. <laughs> with my gay friends <laughs> um so this is really satisfying with what i'm wearing because i'm wearing this like men's button up bunned up all the way with my like sleeves cuffed I, with my hair in a bun i look incredibly gay right now uh catch me in my adidas bitches um anyway. <laughs> anyways so i uh but what I do remember more distinctly was the time we didn't actually play spin the bottle where uh we were like on a trampoline at this party and I was like way too old for this shit. I was like 17 or something and there are some people there who are like a few couple years older than me and maybe a couple people like a year or two younger. Um, and we were like on this trampoline and we were like joking about playing like a game like that and people were kind of like encouraging me specifically to like say what I wanted to play or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I would like play that because there was this one person there that I obviously wanted to make out with and like he knew that I wanted to make out with him and it was really embarrassing for me because <laughs> they were just like, who would you want to kiss on this trampoline, cat? Or not cat, they call me, sorry. Who would you want to kiss on this trampoline, Katie? And I'm like, fuck. Everybody already knows the answer to this. Why are we doing this? <laughs> so then I was like, Jen... <laughs> oh wait, maybe cut out the last part of that name. <laughs> Alright. I can do that. <laughs> maybe maybe bleep out that name. Um, yeah. They were like, so I said, my friend who's maybe a, like a, a lady, um, and they were like, oh, okay, which was like also true, but obviously not what I was actually going for at that moment. <laughs> so my only thoughts about Spin the Bottle is horrible, embarrassing game. Mm. <laughs> or very I... boring and no in between. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of, I feel like... It was only once that I, I had, now that I think about it, and it was the first time I kissed a boy, so there's that. I don't know. I was like 19, so it's, it's like way too old to be, even be playing a game like that. And when I think back I think at it now- it's more fun when you're in college. What was college that? age. I think it's more fun when you're in college or college age, because <laughs> then you come back around, like you're not like doing it anymore because you're like, this is the most exciting thing to you. You're doing it because it's just funny and fun, and it's an excuse to make out with your friends. Like, <laughs> no, I, 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 
pretty sure that the only reason I agreed to it is I was on a trip. To, oh, none of the people who were uh, who were there will listen to this because I'm either not in contact anymore or they don't want to listen to me on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but the whole reason I was into it is because there was a girl from another state that I thought was cute. So I was like, I get to kiss her. And then uh, thinking I back, feel now, like there's... excited for you. <laughs> Right but now. I think it's because I'm so stoned. But uh. there, there was uh, there's, including me, four boys and two girls. So it was mostly just kissing boys, and I was like, okay, that and sounds exciting too. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of, of King of the Hill that we, <laughs> I think we were supposed to be talking about. It's been an hour and fourteen minutes almost. I think this is the longest I've recorded for this podcast. I was going to ask you, I was going to say, how long are the other episodes? They're usually around like an hour. Uh, one of them I edited was only like 30 minutes, but there wasn't actually a whole lot that happened in that one. So it was like, whatever. Yeah. But what's yeah, even it's... worse for people listening is what you don't know is we talked for like a solid like 20 minutes before we even started the episode. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, while, while we're here wrapping up, do you have any notes that you think we might have missed while talking about this? We absolutely did not miss any of my notes because I'm an expert note taker and yeah. excellent at uh, following my notes down. So <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I think I, uh... we covered every inch of this. <laughs> oh. Well, I, uh, I think that about covers it. Um, Cat. so hi, yeah. Do, do you do you want to plug your stuff here? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. If you're still here, hi. Do you like podcasts that have this exact energy and go on for way too long? Um, then come on over to Summer Twilight Book Club, which is also on the Orange Groves. Um, and me and my friend Sahana uh, talk about Twilight, uh, which and we both have social work degrees. And so we really, like, analyze all of, like, Bella's attachment while also talking about how she's super into edging and car crashes. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's really good. And also, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Epsilina. That is at E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A. Um, I'm just hanging out there all the time. You can be my friend. Also, I'm still trying to get everyone to let me guess in their podcast. So if you have a podcast, uh, please hit me up. <laughs> I'll make it longer. <laughs> See, the only one you can't do that to would be a 294 note streak. I want timer. to, if I do not get to guess on 294 note streak before it ends, I'm going to re-record the entire series with just <laughs> myself arguing. <laughs> the only reason I was there is because I, I was physically at Joe's apartment. Yeah, but Wheels, Jay... You and Chris have been on it. Where the fuck is my spot, bitches? I want to be on that shit. <laughs> I, should, uh... if I need to talk about Reptilia so badly. Or I need to talk about Knights of Sidonia. Because I am a lover of the Strokes. And uh, here's the worst take I have. The worst take I have of all time. I do not like Radiohead. And I do kind of like Muse. <laughs> <laughs> And one time I had a dream that if I chose to listen to a Radiohead song, uh, wait, sorry, if I chose to listen to a Muse song over a Radiohead song, like in like a psychiatric testing thing, um, that it would shock me, and I kept doing it anyways. 
So this runs deep. That's <laughs> what you're saying. I need to be on either a Knights of Sidonia or a Reptilia episode. I mean, I'd be happy even if I don't get to discuss either of those, but what if I did? What what you do is you uh, you keep an eye on the Discord and just see when they're recording and just hop in. Like, hey, I'm on this one now. <laughs> Hi, what up, fuckers? <laughs> yeah. Just hijacking it. I'll be like, remember how two people hijacked my uh, B B and B episode? Uh, now it's my turn. <laughs> hey, well, look how that turned out for you. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, that's true. I am now <laughs> dating one of the people who hijacked. <laughs> They're gonna—he's gonna like move in with me and move states. <laughs> and she... Or maybe not. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, like three months from now, uh, <laughs> we're mortal enemies. <laughs> oh no! But I certainly doubt it. And if I it is, not. it's because I got Spider-Man powers and he didn't. <laughs> I was supposed—I was going to be on on that podcast when I was staying there, but it was the day after. It was either the day after Bloodfest or the day after that, I think. Yeah, it was the day after we went to the zoo, and Joe just got the call answered and hung up immediately. <laughs> I had an alarm set so I could jump in and be like, why do I have to be here too? <laughs> it should have just been you. But I remember that. I remember y'all. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> that happened. Uh Okay. If, uh, I have two podcasts here on the network. There's my podcast with Joe, where we talk about the show One Piece, where they've watched all of it, and I'm I'm watching episodes at a time, and then we talk about it a lot. Sometimes we have nice uh, introspectives on its relation to modern politics and government and world events, and then sometimes we, we call a character Murder Mom. So... <laughs> It's a it's a nice balancing act there. Uh, so we are watching One Piece, and then my other podcast is Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast, where I talk about wrestling with my friend Cameron. It's mostly us just screaming about how much we love certain wrestlers and how the, and joke about them playing video games. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other week when Sasha Banks came back, it was you Snapchatting me about how Sasha Banks came back, and then me announcing that to Sahana on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this week seeing her again i sent you a picture because i didn't get my phone out in time but the outfit she was wearing on monday night raw i don't know if you saw it but you need to see it because i saw it and i was like damn and she's wearing that outfit as she's like pushing natalia's head into an equipment cart i like you sitting up when i am <laughs> explaining that Normally when I watch wrestling, I shit you not, this is what happens. I go like, I get up like I'm fucking L from death now, and I'm just like... And I watch it like this. Like, for a while. And then I like smack my friends, and I'm like, are you looking at me? Just turn into a horny gremlin. It's... But also who just loves acrobatics. And acting. <laughs> we're uh, we're here on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, where there's all sorts of cool stuff you can listen to on here. We've talked about multiple podcasts here, uh, and uh, I don't. Uh, Is there anything on the network we haven't talked about? 
there's there's plenty of stuff on here too. That's Joe true. has there's like nine shows. Chris has one of those shows with Joe. Riley has has two shows on here. There's Argonauts, which is a fun show. There's yeah. They Them Theirs, which is really cool. There's That's the, already covered in the Joes. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say if I just keep listening podcasts, it's just you can't Joe's listen more because you already said Joe has like nine podcasts, so there's no more podcasts. You covered the ones that don't have Joe or Riley in them. I think the, the most that recent addition to our channel is a uh, sequentially, which I believe I still covers to that, but I uh, to. a lot of uh, queer web comics and stuff. Uh, I gotta listen to that. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, there's a. There's Patreon for the Orange Grove, so you can support stu- nonsense like this <gasps> oh, getting I'm out send there. Oh, my shit in for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. I I never know how to end stuff. I usually just say a dumb joke. We um, have a we have like an actual ending for we are watching One Piece, but from a wrestling one, we just say something really stupid and then laugh. We and say stop. Bye, babies. Every time. <laughs> 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 do you want to say? Do you want to say in a slightly high pitch, slightly more high pitched than you normally talk in uh, voice? Just say "bye, babies," like Sahana and I do. <laughs> that seems uh, fitting I... for a King of the Hill podcast. Hold on, let me uh, moisten my throat. You've heard us do it, so you you should know what I'm talking. About. I'm probably gonna overshoot this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, ready. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, babies. Bye, babies. <laughs> Just so you know, so how did I do wave at each other every time? beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes. I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer of Sahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegrows.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.